Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, tell others about it, I'm very grateful. Y'all help it to grow immensely, and I will try and use your time wisely. Not a whole lot on the home front. We've lost some chickens lately. Couple to the new puppy. And maybe one or two to hawks. And we've been losing eggs to some snakes again. So, I'm going to have to do some Damage control of some kind. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us individually and as a nation. For the rain you give us that our fields produce the overwhelming wealth that you have provided, whether it's in our hills and forests, our mines, our technology, our industry. Forgiving, forgive us for taking it for granted, for turning our backs on you not acknowledging all of your blessings and how much you have done for us. Guide our steps. Help us to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first. Help us to love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. To love our neighbors as ourselves. Watch over our leaders, military, law enforcement. Watch over our country, Father. Draw her back to you. Guide my words today and each day, Father. In your son's name we pray. Watch over all these people, Father, that that listen and share the podcast. Be with them and their, their families. Give them peace, strength, wisdom, courage, a strong faith. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to go back to 1930s Britain and Germany. Read through a few quotes. Talk about a few things. 
I do have one story. We uh, read a quote recently by Sir Eric Phipps from 1933. Hitler was, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Where did it go? Well, that was the wrong quote. It went something along these lines, though. It was an ambassador in Germany, 1930s, I believe, said something along the lines of, we, all of us here feel like the country has been overrun by fanatic hooligans and eccentrics. And we'll come back to this at the end of the podcast if we have time. But if you're not familiar with the L.A. Dodgers story right now, you don't necessarily need to go look it up. It's, it's a pretty simple story. But it's very indicative of our culture and our crisis today. The reason that it's so important that our country was founded on the principles of Christ is because those principles are unchanging. They don't waver. It doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter what party is in power. It doesn't matter what the latest fad or fashion or theology, ideology, anything else. It doesn't matter what the latest trend is. Those principles are always the same. It doesn't matter whether we're rich or poor. It doesn't matter where our ancestors came from. It doesn't matter whether we're male or female. It doesn't matter our race, our skin color. Nothing matters. Those principles stay the same. Nothing changes those principles. When you don't have those unchanging principles at the core of America, or really any people, when you don't have unchanging standards at the core, you chase whatever the latest shiny bauble is. You follow the political winds, the political whims of man. So whatever, whatever happens to be in vogue at that time dictates what society approves of or disapproves of. It dictates what morality is. And the example with the Dodgers is that there was a group of men dressing up as women, dressing up as Catholic nuns uh, in a very overtly sexual, immoral, irreligious way. And the Dodgers had decided that they were going to honor them with an award at their LGBTQ plus alphabet soup award night. And they got some backlash from the community. And so they said, yeah, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. And so they rescinded the invitation and then they got even more backlash. And so they gave the invitation again. And so you see that it it has nothing to do with the, the actual morals of the organization. It just has to do with what makes them the most popular, what goes with the flow the easiest. And that's what they're going to decide. And that's true. That's why divorce is such an issue. No fault divorce. That's why the 
LGBTQ sexual deviancy stuff is such an issue. That's why just every single principle of the left is such an issue because it, it really just, whatever feels good in the moment is what we're going to do. And when we, when we do that, then we completely lose our moral compass. We completely lose the direction that we're going. I can't remember what president early 20th century talked about the fact when we forget where we've come from, who we were, who we are, uh, then we, we can't have any idea where we're going. So we're going to read through just a few quotes. Won't spend a lot of time on it. Churchill, just one of his maxims. Never give in. Never give in. Never, 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 never. Never give in, except to convictions of honor or good sense. I would insert here that good sense dictates morality. So you're going to give in on those occasions uh, where your good sense dictates, where your morality dictates. And that's hard a lot of times. Uh, you know, kids see it in school when they've got to stand up to a bully. Adults see it when you've got to stand up for what you believe, even if you're the only one standing, right? And it really, I shouldn't have said what you believe, although that's true. I mean, that's the way that we do it. But you stand up for what's right. And we have stopped standing up for what's right. Quite, quite a while back, at least we've stopped doing it as a nation, uh, except in the rarest of instances. This is uh, William Manchester out of his second book in the Churchill biography titled Alone. Now, like Edmund Burke six generations earlier, warning Parliament that unless the government changed its policy, Britain would lose her American colonies. He was largely ignored. Uh, they're talking about Churchill and his warnings about the Nazis. And you could say the same thing about people today that have been warning and are warning about the dangers of the left and not just the national politicians, but the, the people that go along with them that, that follow that path. You know, the Nazis couldn't have gotten in power if the German people wouldn't have gone along with it to a certain degree. Now there, I'm sure, was a point, different points for different people, where they looked up and realized after it was too late that something was wrong. But at the beginning, they encouraged it. They ignored the dark side, the troubling signs, the evil and immorality that they saw the Nazis perpetrate, right? And so, you know, Churchill warned about this for years and years. Uh, just like a number of people warn about, uh, really, again, you go back to the Anne Rind quote, folks. Communism, socialism, leftism, Nazism, fascism. They're all just different facets of the same monstrous evil. And today we have a few people warning about where we're headed in a country 
We have even fewer people warning why we're heading there because we've rejected God out of the different institutions, out of our public life, particularly education, which we talk about so often here on this podcast. You know, and, and like Manchester references here, Edmund Burke warned Parliament, said, hey, if we don't change our tune as a Parliament, we're going to lose our American colonies, and they did. And if we don't change our tune here, folks, if we don't come together as a people and turn back to God and put God back at the center of those Judeo-Christian, those principles of Christ back into practice, into the center of our lives, we're going to lose our American Republic. We're either going to lose it because we just fold and go quietly into the night, or we may lose it in a fight, uh, but we're going to lose it if we don't turn back. Uh, Manchester again, same book. On June 29th, 1931, Ramsey MacDonald, looking forward to the First World Disarmament Conference, had proudly announced in the House that the dismantling of England's armed forces had been swift, patient, and persistent, and that although it had gone pretty near the limit, he intended to make still further reductions once he had persuaded other European governments to follow suit. The left is always to one degree or another, pushing for uh, disarmament, reductions in the military, um, weakening our nation by weakening our military. And they've tried it a number of different ways over the last several decades. And it's worked in large degree uh, with the closing of bases and the weakening of our units via feminism and uh, you know, they, they couldn't overtly sometimes weaken our military by saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and cut it. We're going to just completely shut it down. We're going to completely disarm it. And so what they've done is they've attacked kind of in a roundabout way, like John Dewey said that the communists had to attack education and did attack education and kind of not frontal assaults. Uh, but undermining attacks, attacks from, from different angles. And that's what the left has done with the military uh, via feminism and the LGBTQ movement and just leftism in general. Both of those follow under that leftist umbrella. And they've really done a great job of weakening the military. And we'll talk about that some more later. But you see the same stance, this, this pacifist stance in the 1930s, late 20 or 20s and 30s from British citizens um, and the same people that were really supporting the Nazis and the Nazis were really arming up, right? And so what do you see the left do the more they try and disarm? Because uh, what they're really trying to do, folks, right, is, is they're not trying to do away with the military and, and the police. When you hear the defund the police, right, what they're trying to do is they're trying to do away with the military and police that don't follow lockstep with the leftist policies and are willing to enforce those policies and and crush any resistance. That's what they really want. They still want a military. They still want police. They want really strong military, really strong police, but they want ones that are going to attack anybody that stands against them. And and so you convince the other side that you've got to disarm, right? And, and you see this parallel again in the 20s and 30s. We'll come back to it. We'll talk about that some more. God bless y'all. God bless your families.
God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to you all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.